0: All right. So when you're saying the format, are you saying like an intro kind of thing? Yeah,
1: are we still going to do like the thing up top where we're weird and and then the theme song?
0: I think it's good. I think we should keep it. I mean, you usually go through so much effort to, you know, establish it. So, um, um. <laughs> okay, so welcome. <laughs> hey folks, I'm wholesome. He's heathen. <laughs> This is our podcast show. No, that comes after the theme song. Damn it, you're right. Gosh darn it, would be what Olsen says. We're not following the format. Okay. And theme song. Dude, dude, I can do it live right now. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> me, 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 me. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's stronger. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Don't be ever stopped by a Play-Doh knowledge because we got our game unlocked. Vinny, Vinny, Vici, Mustachio, Mustache We'll never miss the marks Cause I'm wholesome, easy, heated. This is our podcast show Something like that, nailed it Perfect No mistakes. Well done, well done <laughs> uh, I think it's fitting for our musical-themed episode
1: And welcome back to our show We're going fully unprepared today
0: Hi, everybody. This is us fully unprepared. So, Heathen, I think that you requested for our uh, betwixt, I'm really obsessed with this word betwixt right now, uh, betwixt season, it's archaic, it still counts, uh, betwixt season episode, which is going to be themed around music.
1: Ah, that makes sense. That's why you did the show music live.
0: To everyone's chagrin.
1: So a friend of mine and I were talking just a few weeks ago, months ago, years ago. I don't know. Time doesn't have any real meaning these days, but at some point in the past, a friend and I were talking about what philosophers would like what songs, and I thought it was just such a fun game, so figured I should share with all of you.
0: I'm I'm excited to hear some of these theories you have on hand, and really looking deep into what these historical figures would uh, headbang to, I think is a... The goal. You didn't finish oh. your sentence. I look. Sometimes I just just roll. You know. I, all right, I'm all finished. Right. So yeah, this is
1: um, ignoring that innuendo there. I hate you so much. <laughs> we'll edit that out later. Don't worry. Um, music, songs. This has no meaning at all. Just like life. This just oh, for fun. Uh,
0: sh- just like life. <laughs> well, that's a philosophy. I was just reading a dallas line that kind of sounded similar but i mean what's a what's a song about um you know exclusively enjoying life basically without caring about the consequences i'm sure we got something like that okay
1: so uh this friend of mine she mentioned the song bones by the killers which may not be super popular but i mean everyone knows the killers perhaps i shouldn't generalize like that but there's a song by this band (laughs) the killers and it goes like this
0: I was hoping you were going to sing it for me.
1: Uh, I mean, you're the musician here.
0: <laughs> you you drum. This has been well established.
1: I pretend to drum. Uh, I just <laughs> do it for the looks. So there's a part in the song where it goes... Don't you want to feel my bones in your bones? Don't you want to feel my skin on your skin? It's only natural. You know what's only natural right there? I mean, is that is all Aristippus right there. And Aristippus is someone we haven't mentioned before, but uh, he's the OG, the original hedonist. And mm. I think he'd be all about this. He'd be bumping the song all the time. His boys would be playing it before he enters every room.
0: Uh, so so tell me a little bit about what, what is this? Ad, Adon, Eden.
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: Aristippus, man, I wasn't even close. Aristippus uh, George, George Stephanopoulos. What what is his philosophy besides yo, let's have a good time all the time
1: Actually, it's funny that you say George Stephanopoulos because I mean same country Removed by a couple thousand years, but yeah, I mean ancient Greece modern Greece Uh, Yeah, so his thing I think a lot of people misunderstand hedonism just like Epicurus A lot of people make things, if it's Epicurean or Epicurean, it is supposed to be like all about the senses and physical and like in a gross way and people take it like, oh, that's not cool, that's just physical. And that's not at all what it's supposed to be. Epicurus was about net pleasure versus net pain, but that doesn't mean like drunken orgies all the time. That's like only every other Tuesday. So he was more about... (laughs) just overall life should be net more pleasure than pain and it's he talked about that's how we like operate in life right where if you're in pain your body instinctively draws away from it and if something delivers you pleasure and it doesn't have to be gross just like music sounds good that's pleasurable to you so you like draw towards it sort of thing so net pleasure over net pain and
0: so basically not burning out on pleasure is, is how I'm understanding that like yeah you-
1: yeah. Okay. It's like you don't need to have billions of dollars in profit. It's just you want to be in the positive rather than in the negative with debt. So it's like for him, profit and debt would be pleasure and pain. So he was more about the reasonableness of it. But then you've got your boy, Aristippus, who was not at all in that realm. And he was all like, (laughs) no, drinking orgies every Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday.
0: (laughs) What a noble man.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: Uh, um, And he didn't see that as being something you could burn out on, because I think even if you eat your favorite food every day, it's going to get disgusting eventually. I I, I wouldn't want that. I don't know why he would want that. Um, I don't, yeah, especially the activities he's doing. I I don't know. I feel like there's a a physical limit.
1: And, I mean, I am paraphrasing. I don't know what he wrote exactly (laughs) about his leisure activities. (laughs) by his bedside. His whole thing was life is short, and you got to take advantage of the time you've got and enjoy it to the max. And people say it all the time, like, enjoy life to the max. And he took it literally, and he was like, yeah, I will.
0: Did did he die of some sort of, um, well, maybe that's not a great question to ask.
1: (laughs) I'm actually not sure. I have no idea. (laughs) Those
0: those philosophies always feel so... um... I don't know. I, I feel like I could personally never get behind it. But then again, that's that's my whole thing. I'm wholesome. So,
1: Actually, hang on just a second. I've got a quote of his.
0: I, mean, I just got to pull out a book. Hit me. Non-violently. And
1: get out from under this blanket.
0: While he gets out from under this blanket, not, not uh, I'm going it. to explain to the audience. So, Heathen, when he's recording, hides himself underneath a blanket. Uh, this is because... <laughs> There's lots of ambient noise where he is and he doesn't have a better option right now So he records this whole thing under a blanket and by the end of the show he is sweating buckets Let me tell you like that that blanket is probably super gross yeah, and sweaty and And he should wash that blanket um, Not sure if he ever does wash the blanket probably Were you making just, fun no, of me oh, when I wasn't hey, here? Well, you're, you're back good to have you back man All right,
1: so I don't know if you recognize this book it's a fantastic book, one of my favorites. Every time I find the meaning of life, they change it. Yeah. Given to me by a dear, dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice thing to say. If you couldn't figure it out, he gave it to me, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> where is it? Ah. The art of life lies in taking pleasures as they pass. And the keenest pleasures are not intellectual, nor are they always moral. Aristippus, Greek/Libyan philosopher, hedonist, from 435 to 356 BC. So, as you can tell from that quote, he
0: lived a pretty long life. That was like 90 years, right? Am I doing my?
1: Yeah, that's 70 something years.
0: <laughs> that is not bad. I I thought he. would paragliding accident or something. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly (laughs) impressive for the lifestyle. He sounds like the YOLO guy to me. And I just assume that if you yell YOLO before you do anything, you're going to die young. Hey,
1: maybe that should uh, make you revisit what you think is worth doing in life.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's worth doing because it risks dying, but... There is something to be said about we've we've talked about where near death experiences can give you new appreciation. Yeah, quotes, for
1: sure, so for sure. Is that so? Yeah, basically that's Aristippus's prequordial banger song. All right, on to a different one. <laughs> so
0: I will say this real quick. I got my own. Oh man. Well, no, I got I got something too. Actually, weirdly enough, my Taoist book. Um, What's your book called? I, I think was a funny place for this. Uh, Three hundred and sixty-five Taoism quotes. Okay. I just wanted one for like. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this one by Alan Wilson Watts. Man suffers only because he takes seriously what the gods made for fun. Ooh. I like that. I do like that. I do like that. All right. All right. Which felt more like it ties into what we were talking about than what I tra- tra- traditionally figure to be Taoist ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is something to be said for. I, I do think of Uncle Iroh as both a, you know, from, from Avatar as both a Stoic and a Taoist to different differing levels. Um, and he sure is all about having fun anyways no I but just wanted to mention that I thought it was funny and weirdly relevant considering I read it like 20 minutes ago but if you're ready uh, I'm good to go on to the next one too yeah you were talking about a different song that
1: was more stoic weren't you
0: I was I was now this this one goes back in the day for me to probably seventh grade uh, as it might for a lot of us I right, remember time. the name by Fort Minor oh yeah oh that song <laughs> slaps it sure does. It is a violence, well, no, that sounds weird now. Um, that song is hot diggity. So what I was highlighting though, and what I was thinking about was they've got the the most famous part of the song, which is, you know, just off the top of my head. If I had to guess at what the lyrics are, it'd be something like 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name.
1: Boom, we don't even need a clip for that one. We got you.
0: I'm going to get copyrighted just for that. It sounded identical. Sorry, Mike Shinoda. So,
1: uh, wh- where are we bringing in the Stoics here? Talk me through
0: it. I, yes, sir. So, <laughs> for this one, I was actually highlighting on. He, he labels many, many different percentages, but the one that gets the biggest percentage is 50% pain. And I remember when we were having our conversation about the Stoics that they recommend taking time to like lower your belongings and prepare yourself for pain so that when it comes, you're not as heavily affected by it. And that yeah, made me think of this yeah, song. Yeah. No,
1: that's totally right. You're I I've forgotten about that, but right, that is something that is advocated there. I want to say it was Seneca, who was talking about not just theoretically but physically put yourself through a lot of this pain so you realize that it's not actually that terrible. So
0: you're prepared for it if you're ever
1: unwillingly in that situation. So that's
0: where you're getting at. Totally, totally. And then he's got some other stuff too, which I think is, you know, not as to, collectively together. It doesn't add up to quite as much as pain does. But it does help you to remember the name. I would have forgotten had I not, you know, had 100% reason.
1: Oh, of course, of course. So if we're talking about philosophers who are gonna um, like go to raves that have these songs played, <laughs> who who are you imagining rocking out to? Remember the name?
0: Oh, I am so bad with the names. Uh, he like M- Marcus Aurelius would be would be yes, the guy, right? I was right? hoping yeah. you were gonna say that. Yeah, be bumping in that. Well, I think he like did a whole bunch of wars, so maybe that's <laughs> like their war cry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He did. He Oh, as a war cry. Yo, that makes sense. Like chant, remember the name as you're going into battle. That would be terrifying.
0: That Well, and because didn't he, the, the works he wrote, they weren't attributed to him until much later anyway. So it'd be kind of funny if his chant was remember the name and they didn't.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So meditations is his most popular thing. And that was just like his journaling. And I don't think it was meant to be published or anything. It was just like his personal journal. And then mm. later it was like, wow, this guy's super... Interesting. So yeah, let's read about him. So Marcus I'm glad Aurelius. That's what happened
0: for him. Instead name. of them being like, "Oh, look at all of his crushes," and oh, <laughs> like so much gossip in here. <laughs> and I mean, mine would be pretty embarrassing too. That's like, less remembered. Potato panties. prequel of Meditations.
1: What? You right. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we can all rewind and listen to that part again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I think uh, I think that's an example for our good old Stoics.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So next song, one that also brings me back to I don't know exactly what year, but Fort Minor was a bit older, and the legendary, the legendary, My Chemical Romance, gods mm. of the arena, gods of the genre. Uh, I don't remember which album this was on. Sad when it came genre. Out great genre but there's a song called planetary go and it goes a little bit like this any idea who i'm gonna talk about for this one one guy came to mind pretty quickly
0: I, I'll be honest, when it came to MCR past my Black Parade, or Welcome to the Black Parade, I was, uh, um, they stopped being quite as sad, and I was like, well, if I had, they're not going to cry to them, I don't know if it's, like, this song sounded happy, so I don't know this one.
1: Right, right, so happiness is just confusing to you. But also kind of confusing <laughs> to this guy who I was thinking about is uh, Nietzsche,
0: Cupid oh lightning oh i would not i don't know I, i'd almost imagine like ramstein or Ramstein for, for nietzsche just because yeah, they're all german doesn't german.
1: mean the same that's you know what you you're right that was a little <laughs> rude
0: to <of> me <laughs> I take no my...
1: so the reason i think nietzsche is because this seems like a very way too happy but it's a call to action Right? It's telling mm. you, even in the title, it says, go, G-O, all in caps, exclamation point. It's telling us to go, to do, to take action, which is what Nietzsche was all about. He's like, yeah, life is this way, life is that way, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Do something about it. Be better, be more.
0: <laughs> all right. Is it literally talking about going to other planets? It's called planetary because that could also get Elon Musk pretty hype. I'm
1: sure he also might listen to this. As he's nodding <laughs> off to his
0: little Elon Musk's dreams. Yeah,
1: planetary So I could, I could see him
0: having, like, a, what are those things babies have that spin around? And his has, like, spaceships and oh, Tesla yeah, trucks. Oh, yeah, what are those and, called? Oh, and
1: Tesla man. trucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Easy to design, so it wouldn't be too hard for them to make a small one for that. Sure. So. Sure. Sorry, sorry, Elon. The old buddy, old pal, and your child, Archangel X12, 3 Delta Alpha epsilon that's right he did have a kid and that is the name weirdly enough i don't think i was too far off
1: (laughs) i'm sure the kid will be fine Mm -hmm. kid's dad is elon musk anyway (laughs) nietzsche is yeah that call to action and then there's the other part of the song where they're talking about going up to find heaven or i forget the words are exactly but something like that Mm. and they couldn't find it and i was like ooh trying to find meaning in this song that doesn't have meaning but according to the like a philosopher but i was like oh nietzsche rejected religion and this is kind of talking about like trying to find heaven but you can't find it so just go explore anyway like
0: ooh, ooh nietzsche can be on board with that that is a good connection okay yeah you see how brilliant i am um i see how good you are at referencing very smart people
1: yeah same thing they're smart and I'm smart. We're all the same. <laughs> oh, that's that's adorable. <laughs> Do you have
0: anything else on this one? Well, you know that, uh, well, let's see, my, my boy Nietzsche. Uh, I, I, I don't know if, yeah, it reminds me of Aristippus, the original hedonist. We were just talking about him, yeah. Yes. Yo, I mean, yeah, I guess because uh, it, it's a rejection of religion and call to action to just throw it all away and go have a good time.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Like Aristippus' FOMO. Yeah. His fear of missing out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you you don't want to miss all the experiences that life has to offer by, well, I mean, I would say by worrying about that, but that's just how I would miss life's opportunities, so.
1: (laughs) But My Chemical Romance says
0: go. Right, right. And then they broke up immediately after this album. I mean, that's details we don't need to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Too soon, too soon.
0: I know. I want them to... Like, come back and do more than just a few concerts that get canceled by COVID. Oh, uh, that was so sad.
1: I think I was supposed that to go to a, a concert tomorrow. It's still on my Google calendar, but obviously it's not happening.
0: It's going to be a bunch of
1: punk rock bands.
0: I feel you. Yeah, I lost out on the 1975. Yeah. <sighs> I
1: think I've seen them, actually.
0: Did you? Was it the one where you also saw Andrew McMahon and... Who was it? You saw Andrew Panic. McMahon and Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Oh, such a good concert. Everyone's yeah. like judging our musical choices right now. They're the I'm best like, musical uh, choices. Oh, these guys like those guys. And I'm like, sorry, Panic at the Disco's High Hopes was only one of the top selling songs of all time. Mm, such bad musicals. <laughs> you tell them. Yeah, you take that, listeners. <laughs> I like to start divides between us and them right now. <laughs> right. That's always the way to go. Yeah. Anyway,
1: thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate you more than anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) You're the reason we're here. Please keep listening. Ignore any offensive statements I say at you.
1: Yeah, all three of you. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. What else you got? Your turn.
0: Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. Here's, here's one. And I I don't know the philosopher that ties to it in particular. And this is more of an idea thing. And I'm sure maybe you can come up with a philosopher, but going back to that emo era, I'm thinking Jimmy Eat World, specifically song Bleed American. Bleed American had a lyric in there that I always really liked. and definitely quoted on my MySpace more than once. And mm, that lyric was, I'm not crazy cause I take the right pills every day. Now, um, mm. I was probably like ninth grade at the time. I wasn't taking pills. That wasn't a thing I was doing, but the lyric was cool. And, um, <laughs> but it makes me think that whole line, I'm not crazy cause I take the right pills every day like wait a second so so what is sanity just tied to how much your chemical balances are balanced or is there more to sanity and therefore reality than maybe we would be giving it a maybe our understanding is something it actually makes me oh that's that's awesome
1: yeah (laughs) no that's i mean it's very philosophical to its core of what is reality right i mean you could talk about metaphysics of like what is and like existence just in general yeah uh, it kind of makes me think of like
0: it, it's uh, i was gonna say it actually also makes me think of a, a video game i played so this is a nerdy moment for me but it was called hellblade Senua's sacrifice and in that game you play as a schizophrenic uh woman viking and her what is reality and what isn't and like when you're wearing the headphones you can hear all the different voices talking to you as if you were actually going through schizophrenia um, really makes you question in the game what's reality, what isn't, and if what you're fighting is real, if what you're fighting is not real, and you go on that journey with her, and that lyric makes me think back to that experience I had playing that game and how unique that was. Wow, that game
1: sounds super interesting.
0: Man, it was. Okay. That was one of the coolest video game experiences I've ever had. It was, um, like, you'd you'd see, like, eyes blinking off in the distance, like, in the woods, and then you'd get closer to them and be, there'd be nothing there, and when you're doing well, the voices will talk down to you. When you're doing poorly, the voices will sometimes try and build you up because it's like you're just—they just are just voices. They just kind of say things. Um, it was—it was fascinating. But so it's a
1: slightly different perception if you've got the headphones on versus off, and like what you're seeing and what. Supposedly right, is you can real tell the meaning. different
0: directions the voices are coming from when you've got headphones oh. on because they use that binaural audio thing. Um, but it, it to that extent, it made me very curious as to what what is reality if this is everything that they experience how is how can i be sure that what i'm hearing what i'm seeing what i'm thinking and feeling are also the reality that i think them to be
1: yes so in that's that's brilliant i really like that there's a (laughs) a concept called solipsism which says the only thing that you can tell for sure is real is yourself so it's kind of like the Descartes stuff we talked about, like way back in the beginning of season one, where I think therefore I am, and then you can like build mm-hmm. up from that to like your reality that you live in. But Slopesism mm-hmm. says like I know that I am, and that's it. That's all that I know for sure.
0: Is that the same thing as I think therefore I am, or did that come from somewhere else?
1: So I think therefore I am is from Descartes thing, but he uses that as the foundation to like then build up because he he destroys mm-hmm. everything down. And then says, what is the most foundational thing? This. And then he's like, okay, well, I also know that. And then I also know C and D and E. And then he like build back up to our world and discard some things and keep most of it. It was the process. But solipsism says, uh, I don't know about all of that. All I know is just that first foundation and that's it. So it just stops right there, which is interesting because, <laughs> I mean, it can get into solipsism. It can get into Descartes stuff. It could get into like relativism. Not just moral relativism where like certain things are and aren't moral and different cultures and this and that. Well, we can get to that some other time. But Mm -hmm. like these pills and reality and observing in a different way. And it's just like all ontological in a way. So ontology is like the philosophy of being and like existence in a way. So
0: that got deep quick. That was awesome. Okay.
1: Not crazy because I take the right pills. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Also, speaking of Descartes, um, I feel like him and Socrates should make a moving company together. You can move Socrates on Dick carts
1: And I was prepared to give you a look, but that joke turned out to be better than I expected it was going to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get one every now and then. It's still terrible, <laughs> but better than I expected. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Bud. Perhaps if this doesn't work out, we can go into business moving. Ph- philosophy
0: comedy is a rampagingly successful field. I think that's a good idea. Oh, oh, sorry. You mean in the moving business?
1: I mean, why not both? One can support the other. We can have comedy nights at our moving business. There we go. Figured it that's out. Such a bad idea. <laughs> or moving
0: nights at our comedy business,
1: where yeah, okay. Instead of tipping us, you could just pay us
0: to move you. There we go. That's the winner. You were in for this. I'll be in for that, man. We got each other's backs. (laughs) And moving on. (laughs) Please.
1: (laughs) Another one that Descartes came up and reminded me of was the song Infinity by They Might Be Giants. So this Mm. we're just listing a bunch of not very popular songs, not hugely (laughs) pop culture. But still, this uh, came up when I was talking to that one friend that sparked this whole idea. So she mentioned Infinity. Infinity. started thinking you know i feel like descartes is all about i don't know why i just said it that way like you do descartes (laughs) i got you is all about like the whole i imagine him walking around being like oh you haven't heard of them do you even exist dude
0: (laughs) insufferable
1: (laughs) he i mean that's him that's not me dude don't blame me that's that's you're you're also
0: insufferable so i'm but this is different (laughs)
1: But he was also a mathematician, so if you've ever seen like the XY graph of anything, like every graph is XY and like coordinates, it's called a Cartesian plane named after Rene Descartes, so he's the one who invented it.
0: I never knew that. That is so cool.
1: So he came up with that, maybe, just maybe, to satisfy his desires, as the song says, to reach out to infinity. Because the Cartesian plane mm-hmm. extends to infinity and negative infinity in all directions.
0: <laughs> so you're taking the term pretty literally there. Is that. Is that what a lot of the song's about, too, is, is the concept of infinity itself? I'm just, like, stretching to find something that fits. <laughs> <laughs> like infinity. Yes. Infinity stretches out.
1: Perfect.
0: Endlessly.
1: <laughs> See, it all comes no. together.
0: Well, I mean, uh, concepts like that are always just so mind-blowing. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, Say Anything has a song, The Church Channel, um, which I get the feeling is about him being in a mental facility of some kind. Uh, but one of his lines is, uh, they let us play with markers, but I keep trying to draw infinity. And I always really liked that line. I was like, man, that'd be so exhausting. And your markers <laughs> would just dwindle immediately. Um, and so... Yeah, it's, you can uh,
1: try. You'll never get there.
0: He, I think it would really frustrate De- Descartes. I can never say his name because you know it wouldn't be on any kind of axis. I get the feeling this dude's just scribbling everywhere. But you know what? Still, uh still fits. Still fits. And now, okay, <laughs> so this is the part
1: I've been like waiting to get to, the highlight. Everyone is aware of the musical world of contemporary music, really. Changed everything, defined the subject music of music, music itself. You know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about?
0: Um, there's a few people I could think of. You're right.
1: It's Britney Spears.
0: You go, girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't and know We're about why. to lay down
0: some philosophy to prove it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think part of this was like at the beginning of all this quarantine stuff. I was talking to his friend and I was like trying to entertain myself like all right what philosophers would like which britney spears songs and And lucky for both of
0: us you came up with an answer
1: i did come up with a few answers all right Mm. all right so i'm gonna start with a weak one she's got this amazing song uh called toxic Mm. i can just hear it in my head right now i'm toxic yes (laughs) Okay, who would like toxic who would be into this song none other than the sexiest philosopher who's ever lived albert Camus.
0: oh he's an attractive man
1: and the only reason i think this besides it being completely true he wrote in his journal about how much he enjoyed that song <laughs> was that it's talking about an intoxicating but absurd feeling if you listen closely To the intricate lyrics of this song, then you'll realize that she's talking about poison, but also paradise, and also danger, and then she says, but I'm loving it. Mm. So none of this really makes sense? I don't know if it goes well together, poison and paradise are opposites, danger and loving Mm. it usually don't go well together. And the video makes zero sense. <laughs> and it's all kind of absurd.
0: I, I was like,
1: ooh, Camus for sure.
0: I would agree that that is very absurd. Uh, and you know because of, you know, the Big Lebowski connection that we made the other day that I'm a big yeah that. Um, You know what else is absurd is how easy the chords are for toxic to Britney Spears. Did you just look this up while I was talking in the yeah, past 10 seconds? I did do this. Yeah. So
1: with a taste of your lips I'm, right. Yeah, I'm, toxic, yeah, I'm on right yeah.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. So that Did was, you just play one chord. I played two and then I tried a third and a fourth that I didn't know. So uh hey it sounded like the song well. so
1: that works. Woo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks bud. Um yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, another f- connection to absurd, how absurdly easy it is.
0: And it would make sense that somebody as attractive as um, Camus would listen to something so popular. I just feel like he would it would help him in his social circles, you know. Um, Not that he would need any help, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just look him up. He's got the cigarette vibe going. Looks like, I don't know, philosopher James Dean. He's got Um. the jacket.
1: Yes, yes, Philosopher James Dean. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) we're not done with Britney Spears yet. You know we can't be. So another song, the very famous Work Bitch. And this one, I'm sure you've all heard it. It goes a little bit like this. Now who do you think Holson, would listen to this who who does this apply mm. to
0: <laughs> well I mean it's about work <laughs> from my understanding and putting in maximum effort right, right, right. to achieve your goals so maybe like a capitalism thing like uh, Adam Smith
1: yeah okay I love it I love it I've taught you well
0: Adam Smith yeah
1: <laughs> the father of modern capitalism for sure because, like you're saying, it's about working, and I don't know if she says efficiency in the song anywhere, but yeah, and that's, the, that's the
0: chorus. is in the background, that just in the background. Of efficiency. It's just really subtle vocal piece. You have to listen for it.
1: It's like subliminal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that answer, but I want to counter it. I want to counter mm. it in a great, great way. So, Adam Smith. Makes a lot of sense now that you say it. But also, I was thinking kind of the most opposite you could possibly get of Adam Smith. I was thinking of Karl Marx, the father of modern communism. Okay. And the the reason for that is also the same things you're saying. It's about work, about putting in effort and doing the work that's necessary to attain whatever goal you're trying to get to. So in a communist uh, (laughs) ideal state, so like you'd go from like Marxist socialist to communist eventually, but in that socialist state, in that Marxist state that he talked about, it would be about everyone doing what they can do to jointly get to a end state. So you got to work, bitch, you know?
0: (laughs) So working hard, but just, you know, like a communist.
1: Okay, cool. So I love that. I love that you said the capitalism guy and I said the communism guy and oh man, can you just imagine both of them just like at the same club and they've got a history, they don't really like to talk, but they can both enjoy the same song on the same dance floor, pretending not to see each other. Yeah, they
0: well, I I like to envision that they lock eyes from across the room with this sound banging through the club and they're like, you know what, we can put aside our differences for just tonight to dance. <laughs> And then it goes all footloose. Footloose. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right.
1: And we're still not done because we all need oh. more Britney in our lives. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes we do. This one's my favorite one. This might be my favorite Britney song of all time. And uh, <laughs> I don't really know why. When I was a little kid, I was just like, I really like this, but I don't understand it. I'm pretty sure I understand a little mm. bit more now. It's called I'm a Slave for You. <laughs> and... <laughs> It sounds like this. And I can tell you that uh, to a preteen little boy, the music video is like...
0: I'm gleefully editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to hear that.
1: And this song has soth written all over it. Yeah, you need, you need that, that guttural soth. Because, you know, it's French. And that's how you speak French. Right. No.
0: And we did take
1: French together. We did. That's how we met. It's on the website. And and this, I think it might be a guilty pleasure of his. Because he doesn't want to distract from his ideas of radical freedom. Because he's all about that, like radical amount of freedom. And the right. song is titled, I'm a slave for you. so that He doesn't want it to distract. But he also, I think, would enjoy the contrast between the two. You know, it's like like it's like a hidden thing for him.
0: So, so sparking my memory back, it's, that was radical freedom was uh, existentialism, right? Yes, exactly. So, we're, you're telling me in this moment, and you're saying this with mostly seriousness, that Britney Spears' song, I'm a Slave for You, is about existentialism.
1: I'm s- not saying it with mostly seriousness. I'm saying it with entirely, 100% seriousness.
0: Oh man, I cannot. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's
1: about existentialism. This whole episode, which has zero value to anyone's lives, is about which philosophers in my make-believe imagination, when I was just trying to pass some time and I didn't have anything to entertain me, I was trying to figure out which philosophers would like which songs. So it's not necessarily about existentialism. I just think Jean Paul Sartre would really enjoy. I'm a slave for you.
0: I agree with you. Uh you know, dependent on your actual levels of sanity here, but, uh,
1: <laughs> but okay. Wow. So you were able to
0: pull three Britney Spears songs out of, out of here to use. Wait, I'm philosophy. not done with this one. Oh I'm not done no. With this one.
1: So she yeah. says she's a slave, but then like for you, obviously, Me but specifically. then yeah. she also says that she wants it. So mm-hmm. I think software would agree with her introspection there where it's, it doesn't make sense. But remember how he talks about every decision, every act is actually a free act because you could fling yourself off the mountain if you wanted to. Right. So if you choose not to, you've actively chosen not to. So she says she's a slave, but says she wants it and he would be like, oh yeah, good for you, Brittany. You understand yourself.
0: Okay. So like, because that's something that they actually want rather than, uh, they, they've introspected enough that something that seems like something you wouldn't want is the thing they want. Okay. Yes. Okay, fine. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, dear heavens. I guess we have a lot to thank Britney Spears for. And I'm really looking forward to our next four episodes uh, where we talk about Spice Girls, TLC, you know, Christina Aguilera, and another 90s pop star i'm is so it bad, bad at if this. i don't know who tlc is what don't go chasing waterfalls
1: oh yeah healing
0: yeah in yeah in your scrub is a cowboy, Don't get no love from me hanging at the passenger side of my best friend. have you not seen the other guys this is the greatest uh episode we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> Have, have you seen the other guys though, where yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. police chief keeps quoting TLC songs, and they're like, "Are you just <laughs> quoting TLC songs to us?" <laughs> He's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of them." He's like, "Guys, don't don't go chasing waterfalls." I'm like, "Are are you doing that on purpose?"
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah. And the fourth, if you're looking for it, could be the Backstreet Boys.
0: Oh yeah. I guess I was thinking female pop stars, but yeah, let's let's hit a uh, man. That would be. So much joy. JT's still doing all right. No, he was in sync. I always mess this up.
1: Which one's Lance? I always like the name Lance. That must be Backstreet Boys, right? It more reminded me of Lance from Pokemon who had the Dragonite. So that's
0: why I really liked it. Dude, Lance voiced anime characters in Kingdom Hearts. Did you know that? Lance did? Yeah, straight up. He did the Sephiroth what? voice. Yeah, the secret final boss battle.
1: The greatest game that's ever been created, Kingdom Hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he was the voice actor for Sephiroth in that.
1: Also, one of only, like, three video games I've
0: ever played in my life. And there you go. That's all you so. need. <laughs> wow. This was this was a learning experience across the board for both of us. And a joy for me as well. <laughs> that sounded like it was suffering for me. Why you got to phrase it like that? It's 50% pain. Well, I uh, I think that we probably... Oh, dear goodness. I hope we've hit everything we can with Britney Spears in this regard. I have one more. You do. You do. I'll save it for next time. (laughs) Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Please join us next season. We're about to start up our next season where we're going to switch up the formula a little bit and go into a format where we're going to concentrate on pop culture items and then plug the philosophy into it. So a little bit of a reversal of the last season.
1: You thought it couldn't get better. And boom.
0: (laughs) Uh, So if it goes poorly, then you were correct in thinking that it couldn't get better. (laughs) And if it goes great, then man, what a great subversion of expectations there.
1: The key to happiness is low expectations.
0: (laughs) So keep expecting very little of us listeners. And thank you for tuning in so consistently. Join us next season as we kick it off.